If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome to Mind Pump Radio. This is Adam Schaefer. I'm here with Sal Stefano. One, two, three, four, five. I'm here with Justin Andrews. The super fresh, super, super duper fresh Dougie. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doug, I want you to edit that entire thing no out. No bullshit. I'm doing an intro you right like now. That one? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking over right now then. All right. Because you never introduce us. We're gonna, yeah. that, you know, Doug's going to be like, hey, that one episode, the one that only yeah. got three downloads. No, I just feel the need to introduce because sometimes you say stuff and then people are like, they think I said it. I'm like, no, I don't say nerdy shit like Sal does. That's definitely Sal. Yeah. I would never even use that Gotta word. Actually, distinction. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I'm the dumb jock guy. That's who I am. Get it right. Come dude. on, man. Don't push that stereotype. That's false. Hey, <laughs> we know it's false. Actually, hey, man, I do have something. Adam's one of the smarter people I've ever uh, I've I've known, and. Uh, you're gonna talk about something? <laughs> no, yeah. it's well. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I'm not, I was just yeah, gonna say. keep keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you were onto something. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, finish your yeah, compo. Finish say, your oh, compo. you know, if I started this show, it'd be like that guy that that announces like monster trucks. So that's why I don't do it. Why? Truckosaurus Rex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Finish your compliment. Go no, ahead. that was it. Yeah. I was going to say you're a smart dude. That's yeah. all you got? He's super smart. I was going to say you're a smart dude. That's all you got? Well, you want me to tell you why I think that? Okay, tell me. There's a there's. <laughs> well, you are too I want my I want my ego stroke. Go ahead. Go ahead. Today on Mind Pump, go ahead. Tell me. Sal hands gives Adam his hand job <laughs> verbally. Please tell me. Tell no, me. No, no, does that no. work? That sounds no, like a no, no, no. No, there's a lot of reasons why I think you're a smart guy. But I also look at the way you approach your training, and you are probably more than uh, on your own. Not for any reason. You just do it on your own. More than even me or Justin, you'll go out of your comfort zone and do some way yeah. off weird shit that, you know, like, right. like you don't find me doing like handstand pushups and shit. Um, and you don't see Justin going and doing concentration curls and stuff. Like, but you yeah, tend to, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah. And that's a sign of, uh, that's a sign of uh, comfort. A type, it's a comfort a type of intelligence. You know, it, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's being able to step outside and really experience it firsthand. And then that way you can, you can articulate it. You know, as far as like what you went through and your process, and then yeah, and that's how you're you're good as far as like you're an experimental person, exactly. Sexually, fitness wise. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that's much of a compliment or that makes me smart, but I do like that you brought that up because that goes right into what I wanted to talk about. Hmm. Um, It's as if I knew. uh, (laughs) It's as as if I shared with you. I were in the urinal five minutes ago. So that's where we do all our business. That's right. That's, that's how these topics come up. Yeah. Hey, we're pissing in the urinal. You know what I want to talk about? Hey, man. Talk about this. Hey, man. You want to lead this one? Yeah. <laughs> I got to write something oh, down. Oh, you mean on the mic? I got to oh, write something okay. down. Hold it. Hold it for me. Got it. Yep. So during this whole, uh, I've been going through performance map screen. Um, obviously, those that follow me on social media know this already, and have uh, been listening for a while probably know it because we've announced it several times. Now, um, I, I brought up a little bit like when I when I put myself outside my comfort zone, like you were just saying, um, I do. I really like to do that. I like to um, I in, I enjoy adversity. I like to uh, to be not good at something I want to learn because that way, uh, as, as I progress through it, whatever it may be that we're talking about, 
uh, I feel like now I can speak uh, educated about it a little bit because I've actually gone in and gone through it myself. I've done lots of researching myself. I'm now uh, I'm actually looking into possibly getting certified in this direction because I want to learn more. And I and I'm really digging it. Now that being said, you and I'm, also like internet troll conflict. I, I do, I do, <laughs> I do like to fuck with people that don't yeah. think I know what I'm talking so, about, too. Right? Well, it goes hand in hand. That's what does. I'm saying. Yes, it does. It does. Right. So here's the thing that I've been noticing. I'm really interested to hear both you guys, uh, your opinions on this, and whether you you notice it or no. It reminds me. <clears throat> of how we talked a little bit about um, when functional training first came out. Mm. When functional training first came out, uh, we, we talked a little bit about this a long time ago on this podcast, which is you know a lot of stabilization stuff, right? People doing mm. uh, ball stability. That's when the balls came out, right? Before the, before- <laughs> I mean, my yeah, balls come out. That's when the blue early. the big blue, blue balls but, came out in the gyms. Before uh, 10 years ago, yeah. you didn't see, uh, and if you did, you saw one. Now every gym has a section that's, you know, tons of stability balls. They Lots got the foam, of balls flopping out. Foam pads. They got ladders. They've got all these the Dyna discs. They've got all these cool tools to throw people's uh, stability off while they train. And trainers have got more and more creative about how crazy they make these things where they're balancing on balls while they're doing multiple exercises at once. And it just got way out of control. Yeah. And uh, why that's so stupid is because. It's you, the whole name of it is functional training, and there's nothing functional about that. Never once in your life will you find yourself balancing on a medicine ball doing a single leg squat to a shoulder press. You'll never have to use that in your life, ever. So there's nothing functional well, about that. Well, when you that. say functional, when functional training first came out, we got to clarify. First of all, uh, all exercise um, that elicits some kind of change in the body is functional. I, so I, I fucking hate that yeah. that term. Yeah. This is functional, and that's not. It's yeah, like, barbell squat's very functional. Yeah, functional for what, number one? What are you trying to get functional for? If your goal is to balance on a medicine ball and do one-legged squat to shoulder press, oh, yeah, no, no. It's then you need to you, practice that, right? If, you, if you're trying out for the yeah. circus, it's very functional. Yeah. Right. So functional is just, you know, how does it translate? Uh, it, does it give you a lot of bang for your buck? If that's all we're looking at, then the reality is the most functional exercises are your barbell squat, deadlift, and your overhead press. Those would be your, your three probably most functional bang for your buck exercises. Now, there's there, there's some carryover to a lot of different uh, categories, which is what makes them so functional, but they're not the best for a specific type of function like right. balance, like agility. In those cases, you apply different things. Yeah, these so. are all different types of skills. Right, right. Yeah. So when you're thinking functional, it's just uh, you know how well does it make you move in the real world and perform at whatever your goal is to you know perform better at. So... Functional training for swimming is going to be different than functional training is for shot put. My point being, which I think you guys both agree and get, is this. When it when it became mainstream, and this was a yeah. new way of training, it was a very smart concept. And there was a lot of science behind it. And there is a lot of importance yeah. to why you train the core. And you should be able to, and proprioception and understand. These are important. Well, I think the emphasis was, the, the differentiating factor is that it emphasized a lot of these things that like people weren't doing, like, uh, you know, reactive training and, and balance and core stability and things like that, because, you know, we, some people weren't addressing these things. And so they in, in turn, uh, with their imbalances were like so obvious to all of us when they would go do these compound lifts. Well, right? what happens is when you become really, really strong, but you don't pay attention to the supporting cast, the supporting muscles or supporting function that helps support that strength. Uh, you can actually cause instability in the sense that you can injure yourself. And I'll give you an example. 
if I always work out my chest, my lats, my shoulders, my biceps, my triceps, and I get them really well developed and really, really strong, and then I go get a baseball, and I throw that baseball as hard as I can, oh, yeah. I've got these very powerful muscles accelerating my, my, my humerus over shoulders, my head. Shoulders coming right out. <laughs> I've got internal rotation going on, and I've got stabilizer muscles that are trying to keep that shit from tearing my muscles in half. From It's trying to keep my humerus from twisting in, in, you know, internally too much. It's trying to decelerate my arm uh, in a way that keeps me safe. Well, now those muscles that's supposed to do that are way the fuck overpowered. Yeah. So I'm going to hurt myself. Or Dude, It's so funny that you brought that up as an example because that was literally a CrossFit event uh, that they had at the Throw very, the softball. Throw the softball was like this random thing they threw in there after like some of these. Like, I just couldn't believe. We were all dying laughing Why? because <laughs> watching, watching these guys throw it and like half of them threw their arm out. Yeah. That's the, it is, yeah. and that's the thing. It's so, and again, CrossFit. These guys are so functional, right? Yeah, depends on what you're what you're trying to be functional for. Yeah. Um, but I think functionality means, you know, here's the thing about strength that's important. Uh, you can be super strong, but if you can't apply that strength safely, then it's not really doesn't mean shit. It's not much. It's like having a car with a thousand horsepower, but you have bicycle tires. I mean, you can't you can't get traction on the pavement. It's not going to do shit for you. Right. It's exactly the same thing. So. Uh, I, I'll give you another example. You know, uh, the reason why a, a boxer will throw a punch far harder than a bodybuilder, even if they have similar technique, is because a, bo- a boxer's arm can maximize its power output because it knows it's going to be stable. Whereas a bodybuilder's well, that's body cor- correlated to speed. So. Yeah, well, the bodybuilder's body is going to it's going to prevent him from maximizing the amount of speed that he can generate because of injury. Well, that and and splitting and and, and isolating. You know that that uh, mentality versus right. you know the connectivity of using it from the hip. Right. So. So this this is what leads me to the the topic that I wanted to talk about, which. Yeah. Because I've been in this whole mobility world, and this is what kind of reminds me, it reminds me of this era. I'm and because I've been diving into it more and I'm seeing all these like now there's what are called mobility specialists. Like they didn't even exist before. Now you have these mm. mobility like movement and, coaches. Yes, or yeah. movement coaches and you know, these these guys that are specialists and there's all these certifications now you can get in. I'm very interested by all of them. I've been watching a lot of their YouTubes and stuff and like I said, diving in myself. And <clears throat> here's the thing that I have found. When I start researching all these individuals, once again, now you have these guys that, and I look, and a lot of them have Instagram pages or their websites or their YouTube channels, and that's all they fucking do, you know. And they're these, I mean, they move just awesome. I mean, they can do the all these animal movements, and they can balance a certain way, and they have this crazy flexibility and range of motion. They do these super exotic yoga poses, and I'm like, man, this is fucking cool. I want to move this way. But the problem is, just like with that other stuff, they take something like that, and then that they and they live and breathe yeah. just that, and right. that is the part that I, I, it fucking sucks, man. Why can't everybody figure this out? That it, you don't anything to it is extreme is not ideal and that's pretty cool that you can move that way and you know what if if that's all you care about then that's fine but you know one thing you i can promise you with me if you're somebody who follows me through all my journeys is you will not catch me being stuck and you know just like the whole bodybuilding thing like that was a phase for me to show everybody that i could do that and i really give two shits about it you know really for me there's other things i care about my aesthetics absolutely that's my focus always number one but then i still care about functionality well, I and movement a, i care well, about my strength i care about all these well, other things well for me the problem and, and here here's where this this hits a little bit more home to me and my people like the last time we talked <laughs> 
talked about, uh, you know, bodybuilding. And I feel like we got to, you know, I, I don't even feel like I have to defend them on that level. I feel like it, there, there's a point where when you start moving in a certain way, like I start to challenge that. Like, what is this promoting? Like, what 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 skill am I acquiring by being able to do that? And and uh, if there's no translation there, like um, as far as like from opening the hips or from, you know, supporting my knee better or getting better uh, ankle mobility or, you know, if it's excessive and it's outside of that, you know, it's silly to me. Well, so what happened? Here's what happens, I think. I think you look at a category of fitness and you look at its uh, uh, master practitioners, right? So if I look at the 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 act of bodybuilding or the, the techniques and concepts of bodybuilding in terms of exercise. And then I look at a bodybuilder and then I look at CrossFit and how they apply exercise. And I look at the CrossFit competitor or I look at a yogi, you know, top yogi guy. I may, I very well may reject some amazing concepts and principles simply because I'm looking at the extreme form of each one of them and I don't want to look like them. Like mm-hmm. you might get turned off by a bodybuilder because they, they don't, they don't, they don't look like they can That's fucking exactly move. That's exactly my point right and, now. But here's the thing. Uh, that this is the key now. This is a big one. Okay, write this down. This is huge. Um, write that down. Doug. Physical, <laughs> all physical pursuits in some way, in some form, a little bit and sometimes a lot will improve upon other physical pursuits. So it's it's they don't happen in a vacuum. If you go, if you're a bodybuilder and your goal is to compete on stage, and you go do some yoga. Uh, that yoga, that improved functional flexibility, mm-hmm. that improved flexibility mm-hmm. will benefit your bodybuilding 100%. because all physical pursuits benefit each other to an extent. Now, of course, you can push one too far to where it takes away from the others. Right. But if you're, if my main goal is strength, incorporating a little bit of endurance is not going to take away my strength. If I do it right, it's going to make me stronger. Right. If I incorporate a little bit of functional well, flexibility, you can, it's you make can me have, yeah, you can have one area of specialty that you want to sort of hone in on, right? Right. And you want to be great at it, right? You can still be great at something while experiencing other realms, but you, you only take what's going to benefit uh, the realm that you're going with, right? So if I was to be, I would still need strength if I want to move like an animal, right? <laughs> you know, I'm going to still need to lift heavy weights if I'm going to be even better than the person next to That's me. That's what I mean. Like people yeah. get in their camp and then they, like Adam was saying, they like reject everything else. Like, no, all, excuse no. Uh, barbell? I'm sorry. I just oh, yeah, kettlebells. They, that's what I'm saying. They that's scott, they, silly. I just do yeah. things on my head. And that's the, so I've been a tra- so since uh, uh, you guys know that all month long, all of March, I've been doing a March mobility thing. I've been teaching all my classes uh, every day, a new mobility exercise. I've been teaching on Instagram. I've been dropping a, a mobility exercise uh, every single you know day or two. I drop a new one. So uh, this has been my thing for March. So I've been attracting all these people who are adding and following me and tagging me like, oh, this guy's into mobility and all. And I'm like, and I look and see who's following me. And it's all these mobility nuts. And I say mobility nuts because I go through their page and every fucking post they do are all these like crazy things like a guy I think this guy's jumping from you know balancing from one ball to the next and doing like all this weird, weird swinging stuff and it's just like dude you're not gonna I mean I, I'm glad you're following me and shit but this shit's gonna be you're not gonna see me posting much more of this and uh, after this month is over I'm trying to show people that it is an important aspect of my training it is something that I incorporate it's something that has helped me out tremendously with my squats and my deadlifts overall 
Uh, I feel much better. It's, I've alleviated a lot of aches and pains. But ultimately, I am in the I'm in the business, and I'm in the I want to build an aesthetic physique. Yeah. I've always cared about. What I looked at. It, I've always made that clear. It's such an important point too, because like this is this really uh, uh, demonstrates what it is to me as a trainer. Like this is what this is how I've become who I am is because I've been able to tip my toes into each realm of these uh, 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 modalities and these different ways of, of training the body. And uh, what I do is I evaluate, okay, like how, how much is this either uh, uh, benefiting me in my training or is this unnecessary or is this necessary? And, and I'm going to either incorporate it or I'm going to, you know, I'm Eliminate gonna dismiss it. it. Yeah. So that's, that's how I look at every little thing, the new thing that I learn. You might have like this entire program that you just developed and then you you, you created a whole uh, modality and dogma behind it, right? I'm going to go into your course and I'm sorry, but I'm going to take just the things I think are relevant and the things that aren't. I'm going to say that I'm not using it. Well, here, here's the deal about mobility in particular. Um, first and foremost, if your goal is just to build muscle and look a particular way, okay? Because that's Adam's ultimate goal, right? He just wants to look a certain way. He doesn't make any, uh, he doesn't hide that. Um, here's the thing about mobility. Think about it this way. Uh, do you build more muscle with a better, longer, fuller range of motion? Yes, you do. Can you build more muscle if you can train heavier without joint pain? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Yes, you will. Mm -hmm. Can you? W will you be able to perform exercises differently and hit new muscle fibers or different parts of the muscle, especially large muscles, if your joints have more stable range of motion and, and longer range of motion? Yes. So mobility... Uh, contributes greatly to the way you look. Mm -hmm. it, it's huge. Let me tell you, if you squat and your squat is shit mobility, mm -hmm. your legs are going to only develop so much. You get better mobility in your squat, you're going to build bigger, more muscular, or more toned, or whatever word you want to use, legs. They're going to look more impressive as a result. Mm -hmm. So mobility is extremely important uh, for for almost all, actually all physical pursuits, but yeah, because pursuits. I'd say most people listening want to build muscle and, and burn body fat, that's a very important factor uh, in your training. If you neglect that, um, you're also going to get detriment in terms of your aesthetics and other types of performance that you may be more interested in, like how much you can bench or how much you can deadlift. So it's all very, very important stuff. I mean, I've been incorporating more of it myself. Uh, luckily, um, you know, the, the three of us are, are we, we have big egos, but we don't. Um, we all, you know, admit when, or not, not just admit, but we'll look at something and say, that looks like a good idea. I think I'm going to try that. Like, we're not too proud to do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've incorporated a lot myself. This is, I mean, I'm, I've learned this directly from, you know, from Justin was the guy really, he was the mobility guy when we came into this and, um, you know, Adam started, Adam started incorporating it. I've started incorporating some of the stuff. And m my goal is always just, I like to be really strong for my size. That's always my thing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm stronger now. Because I've incorporated some of the stuff that in the past would have like, well, how's that going to benefit yeah. me? Well, I you mean, know, I, I really started to incorporate deadlifts because uh, hanging out with you guys, you know what I mean? Right. Like that, I, I, don't, I never did deadlifts and I'm like upset that I didn't. Yeah. You know, now that I know, you know, how much of a staple lift it is, but it's, that's just it. Like it, it, exposure, right? Well, you know, how, let's describe mobility because uh, as we're talking about, I'm thinking to myself and I know people are listening and say, well, what, what does that specifically mean? That's a good, good point. Right. What does that mean, mobility? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it uh, it's a kind of an umbrella term, right? It, it covers a few different things. It is. There's uh, functional flexibility, which is, in, which is in mobility. So increasing your flexibility is not uh, not by itself giving you more mobility, but you need to have strength it's within supported. that new. Yeah. yeah. 
you need to have strength within that range of motion mm -hmm. uh, for it to contribute to mobility. So not only can you stretch more, right, so, but you can move within that stretch more comfortably. Yeah, so if you're thinking about that, like you, you might know somebody that's super flexible, but they're once they get to that range, like what are they going to do in that range? Well, they can't, you know, too it, much flexibility without strength is instability too. Yeah, I mean, look, well, at a, look at a baby. Weakness. Look oh, at a baby. A baby's super flexible, exactly, but well, they're very unstable. Well, I think of it this way: you have, you know, we we have all these joints in our body, and they, and they norm most of our joints have, you know, two primary functions, except for a few a few special ones, and the hips and shoulders happen to be the ones that are very special that have uh, these multi-planar capabilities. That and the idea is that you can take this joint through. It's full range of motion. What it was, what it was supposed to be able to do, which it, you know, like with the hips, you know, we we always move in the sagittal plane. So you know, maybe if you're a great squatter and deadlifter and lunger, and you, you've got good range of motion just in that plane, all of a sudden you tell them to move, move, you know, in the frontal and or the move transverse, and like whoa. Shit gets really, really weird. It gets really wobbly. Sweating too, yeah. Because your, your your body's like fighting this this thing that's happening. It's new stimulus. It's like whoa, shock. Well, like the example I gave before. If you're always that head on strong guy, you've got these well developed muscles in that direction. You go to the side, you still got big powerful muscles. You just have poor poor, poor stability going laterally. Yeah. And now you tear something. Yeah. Right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're you you haven't stabilized the the vehicle with all this power. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've seen this with myself. Working on those other planes of movement makes me stronger in my favorite planes of movement, which mm -hmm. is like my front, my head on, you know, squats and deadlifts. So what yeah, they you all mentioned your overhead press too, like your shoulder feels more supported, uh, you know, in that lift. Well, that's another part of mobility I want to talk about was uh, allowing a joint, like Adam was kind of saying, and allowing a joint to move within its fullest range of motion. Optimally, right. and there's an optimal way that a joint can move, and there's a suboptimal way that a joint can move. In an optimal uh, way, your joint moves without muscle imbalance, or nor does it create a muscle imbalance without any impinged nerves or muscles and without injury, and able to move within that full range with that kind of strength and stability. That's mobility right there. Mm -hmm. That's being able to move wherever you want uh, with strength in that range of motion feeling totally balanced and totally stable. Right. Uh, now imagine that feeling. That's a fucking awesome feeling. Oh, so, so I think mobility doesn't get uh, all the... all the. I, I know it didn't with me. I'm going to be honest. With yeah. me, it wasn't... Not that I thought it was a bad thing, but it, I didn't place it way up there like I do now. Now I see Well, let, let's be honest too. I, uh, you know, and I feel like it wasn't until I got into competing for men's physique and I became this so aesthetic-driven guy to where I neglected a lot of things... Uh, like that. I mean, I totally threw out the the old trainer Adam and all the different types of movements that I would normally do in my training to be so focused on sculpting this physique to look a certain way. And I did that for three years. And uh, never in my career have I noticed that. And for the first time in my life, I could I remember looking at myself in the mirror and going like, wow, I am definitely, I have achieved it. I'm in the best aesthetic shape I've ever been in my life. I'm walking around under sub 5% body fat. I'm balanced, symmetrical. I look cool as fuck. But I'm in the worst shape ever functionally. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge thing for me to to recognize and see that and go like, wow. I've never, I've never thought I w that would happen to me. I never thought that just because I was so focused on this, even knowing it's like we're sitting here preaching and we're talking about, but that's why I feel so passionate about sharing it is because I went through it myself. Well, let me ask you this now. Now, knowing what you know now, 
Now forget about contest. I'm talking about how you used to walk around, not contest, because that's a whole other world, right? Yeah. You got you to diet and get stupid with the, all kinds of crazy things. But let's. Just, I'm just talking about walking around. Do you think now you could look like you did before, but with way better functionality and, and mobility? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm about to show everybody that. Well, there you go. Could you fucking show and teasing everybody? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's the plan right now. The plan is to show over show everybody. Watch me go through green maps, then watch me go through black maps. You know, and so and see see what you get to see, and I'll let everybody watch watch it happen. That for me, by the by the way, we should say Black Maps is not yet. This is this is this is something where you're, you're kind of putting the finishing touches on it, if you will. Oh yeah, well, I mean, by the time this episode releases, we're going to be getting ready to gear up and launch and everything like that. So it'll be pretty pretty close to coming. So those that are listening to this right now, it's right around the corner for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to be there yet. I'm still finishing Green Maps. I want to get all the way through Green Maps. And then, uh, and then I will transition into our our new maps program. And I absolutely uh, love love that, and I'm very excited to do that because I have never felt so mobile. Right, this is the most mobile I've ever, and my squat feels fucking awesome right now. My, and you you brought up, um, and I, I mentioned this to the boys on the ride home from uh, the shoot because you weren't with us, and you had said one time on the podcast that you know when you looked at Justin's squat. You know, it just he looks so comfortable, and like Adam and I, we're just we're we just look like it is work together. I don't feel that way anymore. No, you just feel, you Forever, I felt that way, and I mm-hmm. agree with you when you said that. But now, like when I get down in a squat, now I feel like it's home for me, and it feels really comfortable. And I feel like I could, if I want to sit my ass on the ground, I could sit my ass on the ground with I totally feel comfortable doing that. Um, it's it's definitely been a, a, a been huge for me. Huge. Well, you know, it's interesting too. It's like I've ran into so many. Uh, when you talk about now how you feel, I've ran into a lot of guys uh, who I knew, known in the fitness industry for a long time, real muscular, strong guys. They've got major joint issues now. You know, these guys were just fit, muscular, lifting heavy weight, and one guy I know's got a hip replacement. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in his late forties. He's had to replace one of his hips. And other people with knee problems, stuff like that. And it's not necessary. It wasn't necessarily the training. It was the lack of proper training. Yeah. It wasn't the, that they squatted and did all these things. It's that they weren't paying attention to these to these important components that well, would make things move the this, way they should. That reminds me of something I want to touch on. So recently we had one of our forum members, real intelligent guy, uh, make a comment about, you know, he you know he's not the biggest fan of what he's going through with performance because he feels like he's you know, lost some of his, you know, strength gains from his PRs on his deadlift and his squats. And I, I too can relate to that. I've noticed that I, I'm not, but the main re- I know why I know the science behind why, because guess what? I have a new range of motion. This is new territory, man. Yeah. This is new territory yeah. for my sweat. It's an extra three, four inches. Now I'm in depth on certain things. I'm, my body is having to learn something new. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I just did a heavy, I literally did it just to feel it out, a heavy deadlift and squat. And I'm not far from my PR right now at all. And being somebody who's completely been focused on mobility, I'm fucking pumped to know what it's going to be like when I actually start trying to get after that. Right. Because I've taken myself through green maps and I've mm-hmm. gone through all the mobility and I've helped myself. So, but you got to think of that. Yeah. You got to understand that if you open up a whole new range of motion in your body, that muscle is not used to PR and 405 plus pounds squatting. It's new to it. So I got to mm-hmm. work its way up again to feel, to know what that feels like with that depth. So people got to take that into consideration that the the focus yeah. is different now. My focus now is you've on, opened up a whole new capacity. Yes, yeah. and which I know because of where I'm at already, and I'm like, wow, if I'm that close to my PR with a whole new range of motion and feel so much more comfortable doing, 
Well, wait, wait till I get. Well, I'm comfortable hitting that heavyweight, well, so I'm one, excited. One of the basic, most basic ways you can work on mobility, and there's a lot. Look, uh, this is super, super basic rudimentary. Uh, ru- uh, what's the word? Rudimentary. Rudimentary. Can't say yeah. it properly. Rudimentary. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, what one of the easiest ways you can do it is simply doing the exercises you currently do with a much fuller range of motion. Yes, you said this about squats before. I've said that and it's and it's it's simple. I like to say that to people cuz they they don't have to think about too much stuff. They don't have to think about new movements. Mm-hmm. Just do what you normally do but exaggerate the range of motion and please go much lighter when you do that because if you try to exaggerate the range of motion with the weight you've been using, you're likely to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. So go real light and just get super deep and super extended and you know, shoulder presses, like exaggerate them. And your lat pull-downs, your pull-ups, exaggerate them. And your squats and your deadlifts, exaggerate the mo- mo- movements, but go much lighter. Build strength within that new range of motion. It's a very easy way to work on mobility. The second way you can work on mobility that's also easy but not quite as easy is just simply exercise in different directions. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm always stepping forward with a movement, try stepping to the side or stepping back. Those two things alone... For those of you listening, will make the big, will make very big impacts on what we're talking about in terms of functional movement and, fl- and, and mobility. Right. Just those two very simple, simple things. And like you've mentioned before, this is a much more complex way to train the body. You know, in comparison, uh, because you're addressing a lot of these multiplanar aspects of movement, and uh, you know, the joint is a complex. It's a complex thing, and uh, you know, just blanketing a term like mobility out there, it's. It's not that easily understood. It's it. You just have to understand, you know, what the capacity is, what we're what we're trying to get as far as like its optimal uh, uh, functionality. And so, you know, Green Maps is addressing that. You know, Green Green Maps is really trying to uh, explore that territory and, and show you uh, that's the importance. Like the importance is to be able to, uh, you know, obtain. Uh, new ranges of motion that's supported uh, and, and you to understand really your body, you know, more in depth. That's, that's great that you say understand your body more in depth. What mobility type training gives you is it gives you a sense of self that is deeper and uh, more connected than the sense of self you had before. And I mean it on the physical sense. I'm not talking esoteric here, obviously, but you're going to feel your body differently in the way it moves and how strong it is and where you can place those ranges of motion because movement is a skill as much as as much as your muscles adapt so does your brain mm-hmm. uh, so does your central nervous system mm-hmm. so when you're doing a new movement or a new you know a new working at a plane of movement that you're not used to the muscles have to get stronger but your brain has to learn it too mm-hmm. and if you don't practice them on a regular basis you're not going to learn you know how to move laterally look I, you know i'm the first person to admit like my lateral lunge is absolutely horrible because i don't train in that plane like i should whereas my forward lunge i'm very very strong that's always the the plane that i focus on Um, but i know if i incorporate some of that lateral stuff i'm also going to get stronger going to the front Mm -hmm. and that's how that's how mobility works um and i think i'm starting to see more and more people luckily we're starting to see more and more people start to do some of this stuff you don't see so much of the physio ball stuff anymore but you are starting to see more of the you know, uh, you're starting to see full ranges of motion. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing full squats now, 
Whereas before, I swear to God, man, a full squat was like a freaking four leaf clover. Like that was the rarest thing. <laughs> well, first was or it was a CrossFit squat where they just would go drop their butt like all the way to the ground and their knees would buckle. Yeah, uh, you uh, you see, uh, you saw no squatting forever. Well, no squatting, no yeah. squatting, then squatting halfway, right, or quarter quarter squats, and you're starting. To, I mean, it's great. It's a. I mean, I love watching. Uh, I really feel like, and that's why I feel like there was a need for what we do. I feel like there's there's people out there that are eager to learn that want uh, they don't want the bullshit. They understand that there's a lot of bullshit in it. They're trying to filter through that. And I really feel like we're kind of that compass for people. And that's why um, I, that's why I think the show has been so successful is, you know, you got three dudes uh, with some experience, uh, know a little bit about fitness and are just trying to help people connect that way. And I think that's uh, I think that's always going to remain the mission for us. You know, something I want to say about also understanding mobility, too, is. You said, I think you or Justin just said something a little bit about connection and you, you got to understand that when you, when you, we work, we move in the same, same motions, the same planes all the time over and over and over, you actually start to lose connection to other, other muscles that are on our body that are not having to fire and use anymore. And so you're, you're also training and reestablishing a neurological connection. Right. Um, that's very, very important. Um, Mm -hmm. you, that, that part of, of mobility is so just by you having to move in different planes, um, or moving in a way that you normally would not move. That's well, what- it's a protective system, right? So if you think of your 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 shoulder, for instance, and in, in oh, I can't move it back that far. That's just my my uh, ability. Right. Well, that that's because you've you haven't done that you know movement in in forever, and so your body just told you that okay, we don't need that. It's not a priority. We're gonna just focus on this primarily. Oh, now all of a sudden you want it? Whoa, 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 whoa! You know we we got to stop you from doing that. And uh, if you don't if you don't train your body to go through these ranges of motion, you you do lose it. Well, it's funny. Uh, great example of that. Um, we were filming uh, this weekend, and Adam was doing a cable row. He was demonstrating a cable row. Now, the way we were taught cable row back in the day was to remain rigid, sit up, uh, pro- uh, shoulder oh, shoulder girdle. <laughs> you're talking about that. shoulders <laughs> retracted, <laughs> and from the retracted yeah. shoulder. Then you just move the arms and you pull back, and that's the way we were taught. Right. Um, the the way that you should be able to do a row is you should be able to protract the shoulder girdle as you move forward with the weight, yeah. retract as you pull back. You're getting a full range of motion. The maintaining stability with your lumbar and everything else in place. That's it. Here's yeah. another example: deadlifts. Uh, you know, some some thoracic flexion is okay with the deadlift. And a little bit of lumbar is too. You shouldn't have a completely. I mean, you, if you're going to yeah, max out, right. your your back isn't going to stay completely flat. Here's the thing, though. You the, here's where the injury happens is when you you're testing the end of range of motion. You're relying on the ligaments to support you. Mm-hmm. That's when you hurt yourself. But if your muscles are supporting you uh, in that position, then that more of that range of motion will help. And this is why, uh, for example, talking about the deadlift, I'll give you another example of an exercise that's similar but different. Is like the Atlas stones. You ever seen the guys lift? At- yeah. Yeah. Those big, you have to spread your right your now. Now you wide. can deadlift all you want, but if you don't practice lifting something with your arms forward and your shoulders forward with that rounded, what they call rounded back lifting, you're going to be weak in that position. So you don't have very good mobility with that. What's what they call rounded back lifting, and so that's why we you know incorporate zercher squats in some of our programming. It kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. takes advantage of that where you're doing the zercher. It's encouraging your your scapula to to come forward a little bit and not be so retracted. Yeah. And now you're doing more of that rounded back. Kind of lifting. There is a lot of things in in training, uh, in biomechanics in general, right? That 
uh, has been very contradicting over the years. And we oh should. Oh my God, so much. Yeah, we, I tell you what, we should, because it's kind of hard to explain. People are probably trying to wonder what you're talking about with the Cedar Row. We'll, I'll, I'll do a video and, and I'll have one of you guys video me and we'll show an example of how we were yeah. taught as trainers. How we taught, I probably taught. You should definitely do a video of that because it, it, it seems silly to me too. Like if you just think of, of rowing a boat, right? right? How many guys rowing the boat do you ever see standing straight upright yeah. and then just retracting their shoulder blades as they go to row? Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. That's right. silly. Yeah. It's no, not it, functional. No, it's it's not functional. Um, but I, I'll, most of the exercises we learned, we were we, we learned them wrong. We no, no, any, no. Of yeah. course. I mean, that's and that's why I think it's important because I think a lot of trainer, we have a lot of trainers that listen to us. Um, I, I will do a video. You guys can hold me to do that. Probably, hopefully, I can get on the video before this even releases, um, and I'll drop it. Or maybe I'll have Doug uh, send it to our mailing list. So if you're on our mailing list, I'll shoot a video, and then I'll have Doug send it out to our mailing list, so you guys can get an example of what it looks like when I do a, a seated row the way we were taught as trainers, and then the way you guys do. I do a seated row now, which both the boys right away. I, I get <laughs> they were like the form police is coming after yeah, you. They're like, oh, oh boy, you're gonna get the form yeah. police on you on that one. I said, bring that shit. I can't wait till somebody says something to me so I could fucking roast them for that. Because <laughs> to me, I think it was so idiotic that we used to teach that. And I, man, I and I apologize to the probably thousands of people I that I taught that way for the first yeah. five years because that's how we were. I mean, every book that I, every certification that I have. Well, there's only one point to like understanding how to retract the shoulder blades. Like, so there is there. There is validity there, but there's a different, you know, there's, there's techniques with learning how to uh, manipulate your body to produce something. Right. But as far as like doing a row that's functional, you know, th- there's absolutely nothing wrong with the way that you did that row. No, the way actually, he'll not only, it's not, actually better. Not only is it better, he'll yeah. build more muscle. Oh yeah. Right. He'll right, be right. more balanced. Right. You'll have range of motion. Yeah. You're, you're taking it through the whole uh, when I learned to do extension. that, I saw I I went from somebody who would do a seated row, and I probably seated row probably 130 to 175 high would be the most I'd ever row. Shit, I could row 300 plus pounds now like that. I mean, yeah. it's my back is so much stronger now. Mind you, of course, a big portion of that's deadlifting and things like that incorporated. But right. you know, taking that that row through a full range of motion is was a, a big big thing for me. Yeah. And there's a lot of movements that are like that. The overhead press is another one. Oh, over- uh, oh, come on! You bring the bar down to like eye level. Yeah, yes. elbows out yeah. 90 degrees for years. For years, I trained that way. Where that's how that's how I did an overhead press and. It's crazy because once again, I just why didn't that not click as a trainer till later on? And this is why experience is so important because it just took me, you know, slamming my dick in a door for ten years before I realized that what was I thinking? Wow, that hurts! Like that does not make sense for me to. What would I ever do in my life where I would stop something and stop it at ninety degrees and hold it over my head and then press back over? And you know what? Yeah, the the paradigm shift for me on that was when I just started to use kettlebells. It was like the just having that different type of loading and then the grip and everything else. And then they're starting to teach, you know, to, to press with rotation and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. And then it started. Then you apply that to the barbell. Yeah. Now the barbell, I'm like, Whoa, I can bring it a lot further down. You know, (laughs) why do I got to stop right here? And I'm just like, wait a minute, all the way down, all the way. I was like, Ooh, that feels much better. The very first time I did a full shoulder press, I felt like I was hurting my shoulder. That's how bad my, my mobility was at that deep, of a, of a press yeah. I do like behind the neck shoulder press is another one uh, about three years ago I decided that I was gonna, gonna practice and get good at a full range of motion with behind the neck shoulder press and I just started with the bar and I'd come down to my traps and I'd press it up and got used to doing that and I could feel my rotator cuff and I could feel things like oh that's not good I can't go heavier than that mm-hmm. and now I can do 
pretty sufficient weight doing that way. Um, but bench press is another one. Yeah. How, well, how did we get taught to do bench press? Yeah, ninety degree. Bend your elbows ninety degrees. Press it right back up. And it's funny. I still Don't see let people your lower back off the bench. Yes, ever. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know, truth be told, uh, focus on mobility. You're going to incorporate. You're going to increase strength. You're going to incorporate. You're going to increase the way your body looks in terms of aesthetics. You're going to get better performance, better endurance. Mm-hmm. Mobility is a very important factor. No, in all learn, those learn to incorporate it, though. Don't drink the juice and get. I mean, do yeah. not get crazy. Don't over go this. balls deep in it. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> this is why. This is my favorite part about Green Maps. Is that is that it's there's mobility days and then there's foundational days. There's days for you to incorporate that to focus on your mobility, and then there's still an important piece to training for strength and functionality too. It's not just about the mobility days. There mm-hmm. is other stuff to it, but that's the idea of why we took people through green maps was so we can educate you on this. We can introduce you to this and show you the importance of it, not to convert you, not to tell you this is the best way to do things forever. This is the ultimate program. No, this is an important piece of staying healthy and longevity and how you should take care of your body. It's not the end all answer. It's a part of it. It's It's like English and then math. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you got to keep going to the next subject, now to the next subject. You got to learn. Yeah. And if you're afraid of learning a new subject, then I'm sorry for you. <laughs> Continue to grow. And with that, please leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find Doug at Mind Pump Doug. And check out our testimonials on mindpumpmedia.com. And don't forget the Facebook at Mind Pump Show. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.